broadcasting live from the Raiders practice facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This is the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. You are in the huddle. This is Vinny Bonsignor. My partner is Lincoln Kennedy. We are brought to you by Tequila Embajador. And this is Raider Nation Radio on a Thursday. Lincoln Kennedy, how are you doing, my friend? Vinny, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm here live uh, yeah. at the Raiders practice facility. It uh, was a, uh, a long day today. I got a chance to ta- talk to Daniel Carlson uh, and A.J. Cole on their new contract um, extensions. Always nice to see. Uh, Lincoln, you know, Daniel Carlson was cut after his second game of his rookie year by uh, Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings. He was a fifth-round pick, uh, the highest pick in Vikings history at, as for a place kicker. And Mike Zimmer ran out of patience after two games. By the way, he's uh, admitted since then that he regrets that move, um, and rightfully so. Daniel Carlson has emerged as one of the better kickers in the NFL, um, and good for him to rebound. Uh, from a turbulent start to his career, he was telling us today, I was sitting on my couch, I had no idea if anyone was ever going to call again. Uh, all he had was a belief in himself, um, got a chance with the Raiders, turned his career around, or not even turned it around. He just he was a rookie that missed a couple of kicks in a big game, and a coach got impatient and cut him <laughs> the next day, which was ridiculous, yeah. but that is what it is. That's their mistake. Uh, Daniel Carlson didn't let it deter him uh, from going on to becoming one of the better kickers and uh, signing a great contract, four-year deal. Guarantees him about $11 million or so um, over the next four years. And then A.J. Cole, Lincoln, um, his partner, uh, special teams partner over at Punter. This is a guy that um, had to sort of backdoor his way into a career. He had to literally go to a tryout with the Raiders just to be able to – a rookie tryout just to even get an invite to minicamp. Um, And he succeeded, and now he's – one of the better punters uh, in the NFL, and he was rewarded uh, with a nice new contract. Uh, Lincoln, not everybody's journey is the same in professional sports, and there's going to sometimes be starts and stops. People are going to lose faith in your in you. Uh, you're going to get cut sometimes and released, and people are going to be laughing at you and saying to give up, telling you to give up. Heck, A.J. Cole said that he had a job lined up with a- uh, IBM. Um, before getting the call to uh, to try out for the Raiders. So you you have to stick with it. You have to believe in yourself. Even if you're the only person who believes in yourself, um, you, if, you, if you have some conviction and if you have some belief, stick at it because those are two prime examples of stories that work out, Lincoln. Well, I believe anything worth having is worth working for. And sometimes, and let's face it, we're in a performance-based business. Um, as as an athlete, and if you don't perform, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of opportunities. But when you do have an opportunity, you got to make the best of it. And fortunately for the Raiders, that these guys are doing it. I mean, they they are they are true difference makers in a special teams game, which is a, a big part of uh, of any game, uh, offense, defense, a special team. All three parts have a phase or play play a part in it. So you know, Raiders are fortunate to have a solid and have that solidified. They don't have to worry about checking out or going going around looking for uh, people to solidify that. They've got it for in the next couple of years. Yeah, and you know, um, Mike Zimmer, by all accounts, is a is a good football coach with a good football mind. Um, but I feel like um, sometimes we could get caught up uh, in as a victim in the moment where emotion takes over rather than maybe common sense. You know, Mike Zimmer, like I said, uh, has since said regrets making that move. Um, he kind of acted a little bit hasty. It was the second game of Daniel Carlson's career. The Vikings had traded up in that draft. They had given up two draft picks to move up in the fifth round to take Daniel Carlson. He was a great kicker out of Auburn. 
um, you know, after two games for your coach to kind of give up on you, that's 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 on Mike Zimmer, and that's uh, it, it's it's kind of proof sometimes that you you can't act out of emotion and just. Um, you know, get mad and get frustrated and lose patience uh, in that short period of time before giving somebody an honest, uh, you know, opportunity and, and chance. There's sometimes that that happens, though, where coaches, general managers, whoever the case might be in, in positions of power, just kind of lose it for a second or two and make a move that later turns out to be a, a really bad organizational move. Well, well, to be fair, uh, you know, he did miss a couple kicks there in, early in his career. And, and you know, the, there are the coaches game. I know who— Literally the second uh, game huh? of his career. It was literally the second game of his career. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it was it was fair, but it, it, yeah. missing kicks, you, 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 a coach doesn't want to worry about it. I mean, sometimes they want to think of things as automatic. Right. And missing kicks that might have cost a game and uh, or cost him a game kind of, you know, lingers on a coach's mind. So, you know, I'm not surprised what they did and of course you know having having you know forethought to see where he is now and, and how solid he is I mean even we shake our heads sometimes like did he just miss that I mean he's missed kicks for us you know it's like, it's like did he miss everybody did does he miss that? <laughs> yeah no, every- no I'm not saying anyway everyone's perfect but you know it was I I was on look there was I can't remember which game it was but um when he missed an extra point and I I, I remember because JT the brick was in the booth watching the game with us and I turned around and said, that's going to end up costing us. Yeah. I think the other team came back and tied up the game or made it interesting to go to overtime. But I, I said, if we had made that kick, we wouldn't be in this position. But, you know, there are times that the coaches don't want to have to worry about that or think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, his 85%, 85.7% make rate is 12th best all time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, guys are going to miss kicks. It's just, you know, it's not automatic. Um, I remember talking to um, John Harbaugh, the coach for now the Baltimore Ravens, and he was a special teams coach. And, um, you know, it was during the NFL owners meetings. We are all talking to him. And it was right after a, a, a change in rules. I think it was when they backed up the, the PAT, um, you know, uh, to try to spruce it up a little bit because it had become almost so automatic uh, that the NFL said, you know, let's 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 change it up a little bit. But you know, Harbaugh was talking about how everyone kind of thinks these are just gimmies, and they're not. You know, they're human beings out there. Number one, number two, you still got to snap it. You still got to put it down. The 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 thought process that it just should be automatic um, is is flawed thinking. Um, it's it's not it's not the case. And uh, I think that Raiders gained uh, in a in a moment of regrettable moment, really. It was the Green Bay Packers. They tied that game. He was literally the difference between winning and losing, the missing those kicks. But, you know, you have to maybe give it – because I think it was later that night that they cut him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it might have been – it might have behooved him to just give himself about 24 hours, 48 hours to really think about things before making a move like that because, you know what? Uh, Lincoln, the Vikings have struggled with kickers ever since. It's almost yeah, like yeah, I do know, I do know that <laughs> he's almost cursed himself. Yeah, you know, he cursed yeah. the Vikings by doing that. But uh, anyway, so uh, good for Daniel Carlson, good for AJ Cole. Uh, their careers have led them to to you know nice financial stability, uh, and like you said, they're big parts of the of this Raiders um, uh, operation. You know, obviously in Daniel Carlson's uh, case. They probably would rather some touchdowns, more touchdowns uh, than his field goals. But at the very least, they have somebody that's pretty reliable at that position. And in A.J. Cole, Lincoln, um, you know, you're talking about somebody that 
become a weapon for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, you don't always want to punt. That's always kind of the last resort. You want to make first downs, and you want to keep ball possession. You want to move it. But that's it's it's not feasible. You're going to get stopped sometime, sometimes. And when you have a kicker that can turn, flip a field for you uh, consistently, and not just that, but then on the shorter kicks, be able to put it where it needs to be in order to keep it, you know, inbound so that you, so that you maximize field position. Uh, that's worth its its price in gold. Who is your kicker? Um, I you know uh, when you were with the Raiders, your punter, I should say. Yeah, well, the, the, the first couple of years we struggled with kickers, and we dra- drafted, uh, you know, the Polish cannon. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he was good for a long time to come. Um, and then shortly thereafter, we got Shane Leckler, and yeah, he was a difference go. maker. So before he went to Houston, so yeah, we we had we had some some good some luck, you know, some luck with kicking and, and special teams, and I proved that 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 you know proved to me how valuable it was. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, all right, so it's Thursday. Uh, the Raiders will be getting on a plane here fairly soon, in the next couple of days, to head to Kansas City in a um, just a pivotal game. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. The Raiders are six and six right now. Right now, they vitally um, have to get to seven and five to, or seven and six to kind of give themselves a decent shot down uh, the stretch to to make the playoffs. By no means. Are they um, out of this thing? They're six and six. They're a game off the pace right now, uh, with plenty of games left against teams that are in contention uh, as well. Um, you know, we we sometimes focus again, getting caught up in the uh, in the moment of things to kind of lose sight of the bigger picture. Of as frustrating as it has been for the Raiders uh, these last few weeks, and um, losing to the Washington Football Team on on Sunday, by no means was it a death knell. They're still very much. Uh, alive and they're they're very much still in contention if they can kind of get this thing figured out here down the stretch and it was interesting talking to KJ Wright uh the veteran linebacker uh, that the Raiders have um he's been there done that Lincoln he's been on in plenty of winning programs and plenty of teams that lost their way sometimes in the in the course of a season only to be able to rebound and, and get it back and, and make a uh, a nice positive run uh, down the stretch and and that's the, you know the the message that he's had for a relatively young team, and here was KJ Wright, Wright talking about what the message is right now for the Raiders. Yeah, the message is um, it's all about our mindset. We know that this last stretch, we can we can make it happen. This last stretch, but it's all about our mindset. It's all about our energy as we go into the day, focus on the details, focus on our execution, and um, just not letting our record define how we go and prepare. You know what I'm saying? And so um, we can go any way we want to. That's the beauty of this. We can go any way we want to, and I believe that. The message that was spread amongst the guys is that we can do this. I believe, you know, we got a chance to get it done. Lincoln, um, it's important, I think, to to have faith. I mean, if you don't have it, then why even show up? You know, and if you're not gonna, if 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 you're not gonna put the work in um, the way it needs to be put in, leading up to a, a big game because you've lost faith, then you don't need to be out there. And uh, and and KJ kind of brought that up. Like if if you're you just you can't operate out of that kind of a mindset. It's got to be about what needs to happen in order to win, and it starts during the week of preparation. Um, you heard him. You've been on teams that have slipped up a little bit yeah, and and yeah. gotten it right. Uh, what's been the key? What was always the key to to sort of riding the ship? Well, well, first of all, it takes focus. And it takes it, it, there's a desire, there's a focus on the task at hand. By now, you know how to play the game. There's no there's no new teaching moments. There's nothing that you're going to discover in practice that you didn't know before or being out there. But it's about dedicating yourself as what well, to your task uh, task at hand. And like I said throughout the shows that we did this week, it's also about being accountable. You know, everybody's got to be accountable. 
for their own responsibility. Everybody is a, everybody that's a part of this team has got to do their job at the utmost level. And it, it takes that type of focus. It takes that type of desire. I mean, you know, when you talk about, you know, the, the play, offensive line got to, you know, protect the quarterback or protect the ball carrier so they can get their, you know, get their job done. Open up the holes. If, if, if they're running 14 blasts, which is the hole between the guard and, and the tackle, then, you know, those two players have got to do their job to make sure that hole is going to be open you know, for them to go through. And so the, those are things, it's, it's all about dedication and then execution, executing at the highest level possible. We're going to go out to the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas uh, caller line. Uh, Jordan is in New York. How are you doing, Jordan? Good, Vinny. You, man? I am having a hard time hearing Jordan. Uh, Jordan, how are you doing, brother? Doing well, Vinny. I can hear you. I'm on the road. I'm having sorry, man. I'm having a hard time uh, hearing Jordan. Hear okay, me? Jordan. Yeah, we got you now. What, yeah, what's on your mind, Jordan? What's on your mind? Well, I don't know. Just disappointment. I called last week. There it was my first time going out to Vegas, and I called before going out. Down. I wasn't sure what. You got to watch your language on the air, man. Yeah, man. Come on. You're on the radio, brother. <laughs> uh, think about that first. It's sometimes a little common sense uh, uh, helps out. Uh, back out to uh, the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Uh, caller line, Passionate Raider is on the line. How you doing, Passionate Raider? Yeah, he, he had to learn the hard way, too, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Good. What's up, Lincoln? What's How up, man? How you feeling tonight? Hey, this this okay. Here's my question for you tonight, Benny. So uh, yep. you said today on the right. You said today he's picking Kansas City to win. Okay. Lincoln's picking. Lincoln's picking Kansas City to win. Who are you picking to win? You know what? I, I cover the team, all right? Um, and I'm not in the prediction business. I cover the, the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I'm a reporter. I cover the team. Um, I'm very – I'm not a fan. Um, and, it, and honestly, to be honest with you, my day or night doesn't isn't made one way or another. If they win or lose, I just – my job still is to write about this team. So I don't I'm – not, I'm, not, I'm not in the prediction-making uh, business. What I will say is this um, – when the if the Raiders come out and I said this on on the radio uh, in Kansas City today, if the Raiders can bottle up or conjure up what they did against the Dallas Cowboys last week, then they could go into Kansas City and and win a football game. I'm convinced of that. When the Raiders have been at their best, they could beat anybody on their schedule. The problem for them has been consistency. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of whys. That might be the case. Um, there's been breakdowns. There's been, um, you know, uh, uh, subpar play at time from Derek Carr. The defensive line, I don't think, has gelled uh, the way anybody uh, had hoped or expected in this building. Uh, the running game hasn't hasn't been consistent whatsoever this year. Obviously, they lost their head coach. Obviously, they lost a big piece of their puzzle in, in Henry Ruggs. There's been a lot that has contributed to the inconsistency, but I think that the inconsistency has been what the issue has been. Um, Talent-wise, Lincoln, they can play with anybody, and there's no reason why they can't go to Kansas City uh, and win an important football game, but it's what Raider team shows up. That will be the key. Ask me on Sunday after about the first quarter because you can typically tell, Lincoln, which which Raider team made the trip or not. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> that's I mean, that's exactly that's true. The, that's the no. honest truth of the matter. Yeah, no, look, I hear you. And, and again, it's and the reason why I said what I said about not having faith in, in, in the team because I don't know what team's going to show up. You know, and, and when it comes to going to Kansas City, look, 
there, there's a couple things that has to happen, obviously. The, the, the Raiders have got to find a way to slow down Travis Kelsey and got to slow down this offense that they really, you know, they, they were in it with three for three quarters when they played him the last time. But really, you know, Patrick Mahomes is having a field day. Yeah. And, and that's the formula that teams have sort of picked up on in order to beat the Raiders. And because of the inability for the Raiders to consistently score, it, it, it presents a challenge. Now, I, I believe this team is as capable as any team out there when they play. Right. We've seen it in flashes at time. But, you know, let's be honest. We don't know when, what, which, which team's going to show up. And that's, that's, that's been what, what I've been, been saying is that when the good version of the Raiders show up, they could beat anybody. Um, when, when they don't, then they can lose to anybody. And, you know, to, not to be overly simplistic about the whole thing, but that literally is what it comes down to. Uh, and I don't, I don't, you know, you have to roll with the cards that you uh, that you have. This is the Raiders team for 2021. That's it. There's really not going to be any help. I don't think that you can reshuffle the deck in any way. It's too late for all that. Um, you just have to hope each week for the next five weeks, um, if you're the Raiders, that the best version of the Raiders shows up because when it does, good things happen. And when it doesn't, Bad things happen. And here's my thing. I'm sure most everybody, just like they are right now, picking the Kansas City Chiefs, and I have no qualm with that. I mean, I, I, there's common sense in that right now. But I'm sure the same exact people were, were predicting this, that, the, the same thing that happened when they went to Dallas, when the Raiders went to Dallas. Nobody was giving them any kind of a real shot coming off the Cincinnati Bengals game on a short week going to Dallas uh, to go beat the Cowboys, yet they did. And so um, it, it really is a matter of – which Raider team comes out. And I know that, you know, might be frustrating for, for everybody. I, somebody, I do my weekly mailbag, uh, Lincoln, and there was somebody that asked, you know, why, why isn't there more pushback when we're, why, why, why doesn't the media push back a little bit, basically, uh, on some of these answers that we're getting from players and coaches? Look, Lincoln, this isn't a court of law. <laughs> Nobody's committing any crimes because they're not good enough sometimes to win football games. All our job is to do is what happened, what was the breakdown, ask why. But I'm not going to sit there and, you know, I know you wouldn't do this as well, like push back on Greg Olson on things. Like, come on. Like, this is – we're not fans in that regard and we're not going to ask questions out of emotion just because you're mad uh, at it. Basically, it's what happened, how do you fix it, and then – Go watch it. Go cover the next game and see if they've been able to fix it. And Lincoln, as we've said, when they have fixed it, they're a pretty good football team. Well, look, all is not lost, as you mentioned. They're right. at 500 after yep. 12 games. They certainly controlled their own destiny, but they obviously have backed themselves in a corner. By dropping some of those, some of those six games that they lost, they, they don't have any room for, for, for error. Zero. They don't have any more cushion. If they want to compete for the division, they got to go out there and take care of business every week. And they can't worry about what other teams have done because they've had that at their disposal at times and it still hasn't worked out for them. But now they have to win every single game. And I think this team needs to finish 11 and 6 just if they have any hopes of getting into a playoff, maybe as a wild card. Yeah, 10, 10 wins, 11 wins puts them in the hunt. Of course, 11 would be uh, ideal at this point because that would represent winning the rest of their games. Um, you know, and then and then ten. Uh, if you if you want to give them a little bit of wiggle room, uh, depending on what happens uh, everywhere else, I think still puts them in the hunt. But you know, um, that's that's all. You know, as as far as analyzing like what they have to do, I think we know what they have to do. You know, they have to be efficient offensively. They have to stay away from penalties. They've got to extend drives. They've got to be good on third downs. 
I think, Lincoln, they need to run the ball better. Um, you know, you look at that Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah, they were throwing the heck out of the ball. They, they you know, drew pass interference penalties. They connected on some long balls. Uh, the, the pass game was efficient. But guess what? They also ran for 143 yards. It was a huge part of that win. And when they can simulate any kind of a run game, it really does help. So that would help, too. Um, and, you know, and we'll get back, when we get back, I want to talk about that defense defensive performance against the Kansas City Chiefs. It wasn't as bad because they kept it close, but there were some things the Kansas City Chiefs did that um, the the Dallas Cowboys have, I mean, the, excuse me, the Raiders have got to get fixed in order to make this a, a closer game, um, you know, uh, especially given that uh, offensive chances uh, to, to do well uh, and to win a game. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Thursday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. We've got Raider 27. How you doing, Raider 27? Hey, Lincoln, man, you've been on roll this week, baby. I read that you. I heard that you were a legend in Raider Nation, man. I wish they had your jersey because I've been looking for one <laughs> for all this time, and I just cannot find a Lincoln Kennedy. But um, what I've been thinking about is um, I've been watching a lot of tape. Don't lie. I wish that I wish the NFL Game Pass would put the all twenty-two back up so I could, you know, actually make a intelligent call like I used to be able to. But, you know, Derek Carr is taking a lot of crap, and maybe rightfully so, but these guys are pointing out, they're showing the routes and the concepts and explaining exactly what this is. It's like on the two-point pl- uh, play to uh, um, 89. Um, Brian Edwards. It's a, it, yeah, Edwards. It's a post pattern. Well, he runs a post minus three. If he runs a post pattern, that's an easy complete completion. And on a third and three, you know, Moreau's supposed to run the drag over the middle, and he's the, he's the primary. He's he's the guy. And they're in, in a blitz. They know they're in a blitz. They got into that. Well, Jackson runs the wrong route. Jackson runs that. But Moreau notices it and runs Jackson's pattern. Who knows? Jackson could have been open for a touchdown if he would run the right route. And when Carr sees that, he's like, holy cow, what's going on? You know? And another thing I've been thinking about all week, and I know I played at a, a really small, low level, but we went on our conference two of my first three years. And then the last year, my coach left, and we got a, a new coach from Chicago, which if, if you're from downstate Illinois, you hate everything from Chicago to begin with. But he he put in this whole bunch of offense that, we just didn't have – we couldn't do it. We didn't have the speed, the size that you have in a, in a big city Chicago school. We were – you know, there were, you know, 300 kids in my whole high school, in the whole school system. You know, so we just couldn't do what he wanted to do. And he put these game plans in, and we're like, we can't – this is stupid. We can't do this. So it deflated everyone. When I saw this last game – against um, 
Washington football uh, team. Washington football team. And they start throwing the ball sideways and running the ball up the middle twice and throwing the ball sideways and doing all this stuff. I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? None of these guys on offense bought into this game plan. I think that's a problem. I think it's, I don't know, maybe Lincoln can talk about that a little bit. Maybe that's not a thing in the pros. Maybe the pro professional level players are so good that they don't get emotionally involved in the game plan. They just execute it. But I know when our coach did that to us, he would put in stuff that's like, this is insane. What are we even doing? And we wouldn't buy into the game plan, and we just would, our heart was not in the game. We just we were terrible. So that's all I wanted to know. If Lincoln could talk about that for a minute, I'd appreciate it. And you got it. Hint where to get a jersey, Lincoln. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, uh, Raiders 27. Uh, Lincoln, before you get into um, you know your explanation there, we – we, you know, uh, we talked to Greg Olson today about um, some of what looked to be you know, like throws behind the line of scrimmage, and and those aren't that. That's not the checkdown. That sometimes, uh, or that's not they don't check into plays like that. Um, sometimes out of necessity because um, the look isn't there, or maybe as the caller said, you know, and this has been pointed out, somebody ran the wrong route, somebody's covered, somebody didn't get the um, you know. Uh, 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 make the right adjustment at the line of scrimmage to to run the right uh, route for that particular look. You know, and now Derek's kind of looking around, and, and so uh, the, the next option uh, is is to throw it to the to the safety valve, basically. Uh, and a lot of times is, you know, someone like, um, you know, uh, the running back Josh Jacobs. There are also times where, and, and I've talked about this, I think that at t- there's been maybe a lack of confidence at times in being able to run for those two yards for a first down. Um, you know, the, the Raiders just haven't consistently been able to run the ball. And there's a variety of reasons uh, for that. So what they're trying to do is kind of simulate some semblance of a, of a run game through the pass game, uh, hoping to get Josh Jacobs out uh, a little bit in space. You know, maybe it is a vertical uh, or, excuse me, a, a horizontal throw to him, swinging it out to him, hoping that he can beat whoever's he, he's dragged with them, get past him, and and go get those three yards. Those plays aren't designed to get twenty yards; uh, they're designed to get the necessary two or three yards that the Raiders are facing on a third down. And I think the inability to be able to consistently run the ball um, has sometimes put them in in that position. But uh, again, uh, Greg Olson, uh, you know, talking today when we were when we were asking him about what looked to be check down or not check downs. Uh, but changing the play at the line of scrimmage to a, a throw that might be behind the line of scrimmage uh, when you need two or three yards. And he's like, we don't do that. That's not what's happening. Um, it's more the throw is supposed to be over here, but that got covered, or there's a blitz now coming in that you know uh, that, that, that the quarterback read at the line of scrimmage, and so he's throwing kind of a blitz-beating uh, pass, swing pass, uh, to go get the yards. So, you know, and I, I, I've, I've – I've, I learned this a long time ago. Sometimes when you when you criticize, you're not – and criticism is definitely valid. There's definitely time for criticism. Uh, but you can make yourself look pretty silly if you're criticizing something that you don't quite understand. Um, you know, and then, then the explanation comes back to you, well, this was supposed to happen here. And, and you see this guy made the wrong block or that guy ran the wrong route or, or this guy got held <laughs> that you didn't see. There's a lot of different things that go into it. Uh, and it, and it all kind of falls back to what Derek Carr has been saying and the Raiders have been saying 
do your job. If everyone is able to do their job correctly, be where they're supposed to be, make the blocks that they're supposed to make, uh, run the patterns that they're supposed to run, uh, make the reads that they're supposed to to make uh, as the quarterback, then generally speaking, they're going to put themselves in a good position to succeed on that particular play. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. Josh Jacobs talked about how he's run the wrong – he ran the wrong way three times against the Washington football team, and that was just one player. Uh, there's other players, unfortunately, and this happens during the course of a game. Not every game is clean. Not every game is perfect um, where guys just aren't doing their, their, their job efficiently enough or well enough or right. Um, and when – talking about it in the, in the last uh, segment, when the Raiders – have done things at a high level efficiency wise they could beat anybody and they've they've shown that and there's been enough passages of that kind of football of that high level um efficient football there's been enough of that to where they've established that they absolutely can do it what's been frustrating for the raiders the coaching staff the players and I know the fans and I know fans are expressing it is that they haven't been able to do that consistently enough to win more than six football games. And that's really the root of the problem. Um, at the end of the season, everyone will get assessed. Everyone will, will be looked at. Um, you know, and uh, just like any time going from one season to the next, you know, teams are going to make improvements where they feel they need to improve, uh, make changes where they feel like they need to, to, to make changes. All that's going to happen. And it might be sweeping changes. Who knows? Uh, or it might be subtle, or it might be. Um... Well, Vinny, it goes. It, it goes back to accountability. That's the thing, and that's what I was referring to in the shows that we did earlier this week. It, you know, yeah, it, it's it's disheartening that you have as physical, technically physical offensive line that they do. They can't get a yard, and right. and and I'm I'm biting my tongue up in the booth while watching third down and one, which should be a down where you have enough a um, number of options you could go to. But they, you know, collectively they can't consistently run the ball well, so they have to do. You know, sometimes they have to do gimmicks just to get a first down. I right, get it. exactly. And and, and I also know, understand, you know, within this offense, um, John Gruden's offense always gave you to go, always gave the quarterback somewhere to go with the football, even if your primary routes were taken away, give you somewhere to go with the football. And that's how Derek, you know, got that checkdown moniker tapped to him because he would he he would he would utilize it. And the only problem I had with you know a lot of times when he would check down. It was just the fact that it was like third and eight. You're going to throw a check down. You're not going to get eight yards from there. You know what I mean? Not, so, I mean, I understand why he does it. And I understand what Greg Olson was referring to. And they, they don't have plays where they're throwing, you know, swing routes unless you're purposely trying to get It's almost like a screen. You're purpose, purposely trying to get to your guy either isolated one-on-one or you got blocking right. in front of him. And, and it's almost like an extended run. I, I've seen all that before. Oregon, Oregon when they had a um, Chip Kelly, they used to run offenses like that, where they would go sideline to sideline with a fast pace to try to wear defenses down. So the inability to run the football has promoted or created a lot of problems, uh, inconsistencies for this offense. With that being said, you know, like the uh, like the previous caller uh, was talking about, you know, did guys buy into the game plan? Look, very rarely. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I and I've never seen it. Do guys not agree with a game plan? I mean, 
the, for the most part, these guys are so consumed with, you know, making sure they're making sure they're able to, um, you know, get healed up, get ready for the next game or have a better performance or whatever goals they're chasing, you know, be it a new contract or whatever they're working for. They're not sitting there saying, oh, well, I don't like this game plan or this game plan doesn't involve me enough. I, I don't want to go out there and, and execute. If, in fact, the guys that he was talking about ran the wrong routes, that, that goes about uh, back to accountability and execution. And if you're not on the same page at this particular point, you know, the only one I could probably even get a, give a side pass to would be Deshaun Jackson. And it's really not that much because both of the offenses the Rams ran and the ones that the Raiders run are very, very similar. And as an ex-receiver, you know, he's, he, he's got a limited things that he's going to be able to do. So if he's not executing and not running the wrong right routes, I don't think he's running the wrong routes. It's just a matter of timing how he runs the routes because everybody doesn't run a post route the same, no matter how you draw it up in the sand, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So there, there are a lot of things that are there, but the intangibles for going forward, where this team is, where this team can be and where this team should be, is the fact that everybody's going to have to be held accountable. No and doubt. They're going to have to do their job. If they call a 14 blast or run, you got to run the damn ball and you got to open up the holes. It's just there's no way around it. Um, and it would help that everybody could do it uh, on an effective level. I just don't see that a lot. That's where the inconsistencies come in. Yeah, and I'm with you on the accountability. Um, the one challenge to that in the NFL, especially when you get to this point in the season, you know, it's not like college football where you got a hundred guys on the team. You only have your roster, you know, or you go out on the street to find a, um, you know, an improvement, and you know, that's that's usually there's a reason why somebody's out on the street right now. So the as far as accountability, how do you execute accountability in this in this type of type of situation? If the guy, you know what I'm saying, like there are just so precious few bodies at all these positions, you only go into a game with what six offensive linemen, sometimes seven, maybe. You know, seven um, usually have seven. Usually have a, a swing tackle, swing guard, or a guy who can play the center or the guard positions. Yeah, usually seven. Yeah, they you have four wide receivers. You know, maybe five sometimes. Uh, you know, for for your wide receivers, so. Um, you know, when when we do talk about accountability, um, it, usually accountability is, is is playing time. That's how coaches can hold somebody accountable by taking away their playing time. You know, unfortunately, right when you're at this deep into a season, there's there's not many options. Like like what I've been saying is, you kind of have to roll with it at this point. This is the who the Raiders are. These are their starters, um, and and any kind of a, any kind of being held accountable, whether it's losing jobs or being replaced or getting traded or whatever the case might be. That's going to be after the season. Um, it's 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 almost too late at this point to expect anybody behind any of these guys to come in there and, and, and save the day. And again, we, we keep going back to this too. You know, it's it's a week to week thing on 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 which Raider team shows up, and they're just as liable to show up the good Raiders on set on Sunday as as they are the bad Raiders. Um, and so we'll see. And until that moment where they're mathematically out of it, I just think you have to go with whoever you're, you feel like your best options are. And I think that they can. Lincoln, go to Kansas City and win the game. I'm not predicting that they will uh, at all uh, because I don't know, like we said, which Raider team is going to show up. Out to the Raider Nation listener line, Madro is on the line. How you doing, Madro? Today. Doing um, really good, thanks. I actually just have kind of a comment about this uh, game coming up on Sunday is – you know, we just lost it. I won't call it a heartbreaker. We just weren't good enough against a team that I think we should just have destroyed. How, if you look at the injury report today, seems like half our teams either on the injury report or IR. And Kansas City has nobody on their injury report. We're flying to Kansas City. It's going to be cold. 
It's going to be nasty. And Kansas City's on a five-game run, if I'm not mistaken. And they've come from way behind to now they're leading the whole deal. Half the nation, or half the Raider nation anyway, seems to have lost all faith in the team. It's a kind of a downward slide. So in my opinion, we kind of have the chefs just where we want them. And we're not only going to win, we're going to win big. Week after that, I'm not sure, but I honestly believe this is the kind of thing where the Raiders come through. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of uncanny, but Lincoln, uh, just when you think that they're not going to be able to do something, that's when they do it. So, um, you know, if, if, if that's the uh, pattern, uh, then maybe that's exactly what happens uh, in Kansas City on Sunday. All I do know, Lincoln, is that they have to get it done. Um, and there's no question about that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila in Bajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Thursday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. You know, it's funny. A few guys came up to me and said, KJ, thank you for that. <laughs> it was like, we needed that. Thank you. And, um, yeah, it was on my heart. You know, sometimes God just puts stuff on my heart and, like, I got I to gotta say something. Because first Derek was going to say something. I said, Derek, no, no, no. And then, I, let, me, let me talk to these guys. And just to, um, just to share what I felt, just share what I felt and and the message that the team needed to hear. And um, it resonated with me. I just told guys, guys, the energy needs to increase. We're in this home stretch. The details got to increase because we can do that. We just got to believe we can. And um, the practice was beautiful yesterday. I don't know if y'all watched it, but it was awesome practice. And today was also good. And so just keep building, just keep building that mindset as we go into this last stretch of the season. That is, uh, or was, uh, K.J. Wright earlier today at the Raiders practice facility uh, here in Henderson, um, speaking uh, wisely and uh, as a veteran would. Um, and, you know, it's it interesting, Lincoln, and by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Uh, Lincoln, um, one thing that uh, that K.J. told us, and, you know, whether you want to believe it or not or or – uh, it doesn't matter. It's what it's what uh, those players in that locker room believe. But but the message that's been swirling around is that they're not going to go home first week of January. <laughs> you know, they've almost pledged, promised themselves uh, that that's not going to happen. No, of course they don't. You know, uh, nobody knows how this the end of the season is 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 going to end. But at the very least, I like that kind of mindset because you know as well as I do, I've been around teams where they just quit uh, this time of year, flat out quit. They're trying to figure out, like you said. Yesterday, how am I going to get through the rest of the season not getting hurt so that I can enjoy my off season? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like thoughts like that start creeping into their mind, and once that happens, it's over. You're done. Forget about it. You know, it's it's not going to happen. But at the very least, you know they're dead set against being a team that goes home the first week of January. And I think at least that's that's healthy thinking for them. Very few, well, very few of these players have had postseason play success. And, and, of course, let's face it, it's been on other teams. The Raiders haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. Right. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of these newcomers might have had collegiate success. When you talk about the guys that went to Clemson and Alabama and stuff like that and, and Ohio State and uh, over the past couple of years, but getting drafted. And then they went to bowl games when they were in college. But, you know, but since getting drafted, you know, a lot of this Raider team has not been in the playoffs. And, and unfortunately, you know, when, the, when it's come to in past seasons – uh, closely, it's come to them, them fighting for respectability, finding fighting to try to get out of a hole that they dug themselves in, like the way they finished last year. You know, um, uh, having to win that last game at Denver, so it's not going to be easy. 
But to KJ's point, uh, you have an opportunity that's in front of you. There's no reason to consider, you know, be down or think that you're out of it by any chance. You just have to win. And it's not going to be easy. When you talk about the teams that they're facing, the hole they dug themselves in, out of the teams that they're facing up, I mean, they they, they had a great game last year when they went to Cleveland. They're going to have to do that again. But Cleveland's defense is, is a lot better than it was playing last year. Their offense might be a little in that, but their defense is playing a lot better. And the Raiders have had several teams this season in position where they could where they could actually enjoy themselves. Not enjoy themselves. They should have got a win. You know, the Washington football team was terribly depleted by injuries. Now the Raiders are, you know, banged up as, as most teams are as you make this uh, December push. But you know, I still hold true. Teams that win in November and December can play in January. Now since the season's been extended, you got to say <laughs> what teams that win in December and January can play in, later in January. Yeah. Uh, so they've, they've got their opportunities in front of them, but they just have to go out there and execute. And that's to that's KJ's point. You know, you have a good day, good week of practice. You put the game plan together. You try to learn from the mistakes that happened last time because you played them before at your place. Things are going to be a little bit different this time. Um, you got to put in a silent count, you know, got, which they already have uh, for offense, and they got to find a way to to keep that other a Kansas City offense off the field. Um, much they, they weren't able to do that last year, last time they played, and turnovers were also costly. Yeah, um, it was a weird uh, defensive performance for the Raiders uh, that that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they tried to do. I think they tried to follow a blueprint that other teams uh, had been had been um, using to beat the Kansas City Chiefs earlier in the year. But it really wasn't what the Raiders are all about. They play that single high safety look, um, which you know has has you know put Jonathan Abram down close to the line of scrimmage. He's having a pretty decent year uh, as a result of that. Uh, but I felt like. Um, the the Raiders might have gotten caught up in playing, doing what other teams were doing, and that just led to Patrick Mahomes basically killing them uh, on those short routes. You know, he just took what the Raiders were giving him and basically marched them down the field, marched the Chiefs down the field. I'm wondering if the Raiders are going to be go, you know, play a little bit more of what they're of what they do. Uh, now, of course, and you know, you've mentioned this uh, many times. Uh, the Raiders, as do a lot of teams, have difficulty defending good tight ends, and they're getting ready to play one of the best uh, in Travis Kelsey. Lincoln, to me, um, you know, what's that old saying? You can't stop somebody. You can only hope to contain them. And I think that's the key with the Travis Kelsey. He's going to get his catches, Lincoln. It's when he gets his catches and then runs wild for another 20, 25 yards, kind of like Darren Waller uh, type type uh, damage that, that they're able to do after they catch the ball. Um, you hate to just say that, well, he's going to get his. He's going to get his nine catches. But that might be the case, all right? What you want to do is make it nine catches for 60, 70 yards rather than nine catches for 150 yards by tackling and gang tackling and getting to him and getting him to the ground before he could do major, major damage. This soft zone that the Raiders play with the cover three, they back up, usually give a, a, 10, a seven to ten yard cushion after the line on the line of scrimmage, because they're hoping they want to take away the long routes. They want quarterbacks to, to hold on the ball a little bit to allow things to open up, to allow their pass rush to get there. Well, the formula that's 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 hurt the Raiders throughout the season is the short passes. And, you know, the, the Cincinnati did it, did it um, uh, the Kansas City when they first came. They specifically have guys that go out there and run, you know, run, run cover uh, off so they can come slide someone underneath. And the, as, as you mentioned, yards after the catch, yards after the catch. When you look at what Patrick Holmes did to the Raiders the last time, you look at the the passes under 10 yards, the number of passes under 10 yards, and how they were able to just go down the field. This is a bend but don't break style of defense. 
Uh, they don't want to give up the big play, obviously. No one does. But at the same point, they want you to, once you get into the 20 and the field is condensed, they feel that they're strong enough to, to, to be able to nullify a lot of things that you can do. And what teams have attacked them, they've attacked them, attacked them in the back of the end zone with their taller tight ends. So that, that's another thing because you have a smaller safety, things that you have to, you have to guard against. Um, I agree with you when you say they were playing out of character when they try to go to that, that sort of too deep or that, or the, the, that dime look. But since then, I think they've gotten a little bit better at it. And the thing is going to be, it's just like we're talking about, we talked about the yards after the catch, just like you've mentioned. That's going to be what hurts them most. So they've got to be prepared to not only tackle, but tackle quick, consistently and punish the guys when you do tackle. You know, the, Travis Kelsey came up a little gimpy uh, towards the end of the game uh, last time because he, he, got, he got banged up a couple times. So that's what you want to do. You want to punish him. And more importantly, you you want to consistently stop the run game, even though I know, say, you don't want to make Patrick Holmes one-dimensional because he's capable. It's still more effective for a defense if you're one-dimensional, as we've seen with the Raiders' struggles with their run, lack of run game. Travis Kelsey had eight catches for 119 yards in the last meeting. Daryl Williams, the running back, had nine catches for 101 yards uh, in that Short game. Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. had, 70, had seven catches for 83 yards in that game. Uh, of all of those three players, Kelsey had a long of 30, Daryl Williams had a long of 32, Tyreek Hill or 38, and Tyreek Hill had a long of, of 32. So uh, again, it was not just the catches; it was what they were doing after they grabbed the ball. So uh, that's something that the Raiders are going to have to to deal with a little bit better, obviously, uh, than they did um, in that in that first meeting. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Fat Jim in Oregon is on the line. How you doing? Oh, Fat Jim is gone. Okay, so. Uh, He's probably going to go do some laps, maybe, uh, or, or go to the gym. And so the next time he could call us, it'll be Slim Jim uh, in, in Oregon. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a daunting task. There's no doubt, Lincoln, uh, going to play um, a, a team like Kansas City. Uh, but, you know, usually that second time around, um, you know, the te- especially the team that lost, maybe there's some adjustments that the Raiders uh, can make. There's no doubt that they're going to they're gonna have to uh, make some, some adjustments. And part of that starts with – Maintaining possession of the ball um, in that game against the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the first meeting, which was about a month ago or so, uh, the Chiefs had the ball for 35 minutes and 26 seconds. The Raiders had the ball for 24 minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, total plays for the Raiders, 51. That's way down. They need way more than that. Whereas the Kansas City Chiefs had 76 plays. So, um, you know, that's – and that that comes down to the offense right there. The offense needs to – what were they on third downs? Uh, it wasn't good. One of nine, uh, Lincoln, on third downs. That is such a money down. Uh, and, and the Raiders did a really bad job in that game. Meanwhile, the Chiefs were 9 of 15 and 3 of 3 on fourth down. Uh, so one of nine on third down, not going to get it done, Lincoln. No, you're right. And, and the inefficiencies, even when the defense has kept the, the game pretty much in, in control or in, in, you know, in, in, in respect, the offense couldn't generate their part. They couldn't do their part. And so once upon a time, I used to say that the, the first down efficiency was the key to the Raiders' success. Getting some positive yards on first down was absolutely essential. Uh, but now it's third down. You know, they, they, they've allowed themselves throughout the season, I've seen it many times, to be third down short. Manageable situations, but can't get a first down. And that's really disheartening. 
Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Raiders had nine penalties for 68 yards in that game. Uh, the Chiefs were four penalties for 34, so getting that reversed uh, w- w- will also help. I mean, you look at the numbers, um, and it, was, it, it wasn't good, uh, no doubt about it. In all, the, in all the pertinent areas, two turnovers to one for the uh, you know, Raiders had two turnovers. Chiefs had one uh, in that game. So that, that's how it adds up to 41-14. And in, in spite of it all, uh, it wasn't until that 14 did nothing um, breakout in the uh, in the fourth quarter for the Chiefs that they really pulled away uh, and, and won the game. Otherwise, it was you know into late into the third quarter. It was a pretty pretty close game, in spite of all the Raiders' problems. So again, which Raider team is going to show up on Sunday? Uh, if it's the one that knows that that plays efficiently, uh, that plays smart football, uh, like Lincoln says. You know, uh, be good on third downs. It helps to be good on first downs to put yourself in third and shorts. But when you're in third and short, you got to convert, and you can't, you know, commit penalties that pushes it back and makes it a, a less than manageable play. So, uh, all of those things are things that the Raiders have done plenty of times this year. Well, it's got to go do it on Sunday in Kansas City. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur, Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> 